Welcome to the Axial Spondylarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondarthritis Podcast. In addition to doing this podcast, I also help moderate the Living with Ankylosing Spondylitis Board on Facebook. It's a big group of people, 40,000 plus people belong to it. So daily I interact with or read messages from a lot of people with questions about some form or facet of how AS is affecting them. And one of the questions that I see almost on a daily basis is, I want my old life back. It's also one of the hardest questions to deal with because like many things with this condition, there is no answer for it. The only person that's going to be able to help you through that and and get to a point where you're comfortable with what the new life is that you have is you. Yes, you can go to counseling and if you need it, I would encourage you to. Talk to a pastor, a minister, a rabbi, a man, whoever. Somebody that can assist you with your needs, both mental and emotional, as you push through this. It's not easy, and we're all going to progress through this at a different pace. One of the things I would encourage you to do, though, is to reach out. Even if it's just through the Facebook community groups or on Instagram, find a group of people that are dealing with this that are in various stages and connect with them. Ask questions because we've all been there. And there's no easy way to tell you what you're going to experience, what you're not going to experience. As you move through this acceptance level of what is my new life, the other wrinkle in this is that what's your new normal is not going to be my new normal. As I've said in many times in prior episodes, I had my first hip replacement done when I was 21 years old. I could still walk, I could still ride bikes, I could still do everything that needed to be done, and it really didn't slow me down much. I still ran, I I still did pretty much everything I needed to do. It wasn't until a couple years later I then had my right hip replaced at age 23, and again, that really didn't even slow me down because my hips were so bad prior to that, they actually both tended to increase my quality of life and, and gave me a lot more movement, ability to do things, ability to enjoy physical activities. But as disease progressed, as my spine stiffened and I became more hunched over, things started to slow down. Now, some of that also came with age, but I still fought what was my quality of life, what was my old life, what was I still going to be able to do. I still fancy the thoughts that I was going to be able to go skydiving, that there was these, you know, I wanted to go do whatever. You pick a crazy thing, it was probably running through my mind at one time or another about how I wanted to do it. And as I kept going along, I participated as many things as I could. I worked. I just lived my life. But what I didn't do is I did not actually take care of the physical aspect, which was my body. I did not go to the rheumatologist as much as I should have. I still at that point hadn't tried biologics. I did everything that was the antithesis of trying to slow the progression of this disease down. And now here in my 50s, I'm paying for it. But, you know, you still have to grieve. You still have to move through that process. And as I've said in the past as well, I was diagnosed at 14, but I don't think I really accepted what was my new form of life, what was my new me, was until I was probably in my mid-40s. 
And it was that long 30-year journey of going through what I could do, what I couldn't do, what was society's expectations of me as a man, as a husband, as a father, and what was really my realistic expectations of myself. And could those two versions of me merge together and become one? Could my new reality show in its way to others on the outside and what I thought was appease them. And it wasn't until I realized that I didn't have to make anybody else happy as far as what their views of me of what I should or shouldn't be doing was. It's what I knew I could do. And I could do as much as I could do, as well as I could do it. And if it wasn't good enough for somebody else, that wasn't my problem. That was their problem. And that was a big, I guess, step towards accepting what my new life was and grieving the old life versus the new life. All of that came into play and it kind of, for me, was a domino effect of once I accepted what I couldn't, couldn't do and how it looked to others about me, that allowed me to put a lot more things into play. It allowed me to become a lot more accepting of what I could and couldn't accomplish, what were, how it was acceptable to set levels for me, just everything. And so it's a challenge that only you can take up. It's a challenge that only you can conquer. We can all be here to support you as you go through it. We can all be here to even lend, you know, a, a helpful thought here and there, a helpful suggestion, a helpful comment. But again, it still has to be you that digests all that information and becomes accepting of it, becomes the person that understands what your new normal is. Your new normal might be that you can't run 20 miles anymore in a week. You can only run 10. Well, is it an only statement or is it, hey, I'm fantastic. I can run 10 miles in a given week. Sometimes it's a matter of perspective and how you look at it. You know, I, I see some that are in the early stages and they're still going hard with training. And I think that that's a just commendable thing for them, but it's not the same for all of us. As I see these articles pop up, I don't know where you're at in your journey of grief. There are different layers and levels of grief that you all have to work through. And I've posted a link to an article from Creaky Joints about how to grieve your pre-arthritis life. And you'll find it in the show notes. Many times I'll read an article and I'll go through it and talk about the different pieces I see. But in this one, I thought this was really more important that you read the article and you digest it because, again, it's more important that you understand this topic and then reach out to all of us to let us help you. It's not so much that I can help you. It's that you have to reach out and tell us sometimes what you think you need and sometimes you might not even know what you need. You just might need somebody to talk to. And we're here for that too. That's where it's really important to build that support community. And that can be, most importantly, probably people that are not in your daily life. Because you're going to have people that you talk to this on a regular basis and they just don't quite get it. They could be, you know, very empathetic to what you're dealing with. They could be very caring towards you, but they just might not get it. And that's where it's sometimes best if you reach out to somebody in one of the forums. Just talk. Ask the questions here. Take that information, digest it, and then you figure out how best to use it for you. So today's episode is short. Again, the article is called How to Grieve Your Pre-Arthritis Life Without Spiraling, it says. And I'm curious, tell me what you've done to send me messages. Go to spondypodcast.com. There's a contact me option. Send me a message. I'd love to hear what was your journey for acceptance of the old you versus the new you? Or have you yet? Where are you in the process? 
you know, do you need assistance? Do you need somebody to talk to? Let me know. You know, I'd be curious to know where everybody's standing with this and see how you have pushed through. And like I said, and if you've pushed through and then, you know, what we can do to help you if at all. Again, this is a shorter episode because I really, I believe this episode is one that pushes you towards really starting to do some self-reflection and some discovery in you about where you sit. And for some, that could be a walk in the neighborhood. And some could be sitting on a couch just thinking. Others, it could be a cry while they are with their significant other. Who knows? You're going to deal with it in the way that's best for you. So I look forward to hearing from some of you. Please feel free to reach out. And again, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Let this message serve as a help to you to get you on the right path to becoming accepting of who you are now and enjoying what you could do, but looking forward to all the things that you might be able to do in the future. Let's not grieve what we can't do. Let's look forward to things that we might be able to do. So again, I look forward to hearing from you. Have a wonderful week. Please take care, everyone. And again, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.